always podcast i'm justine and i'm ashley every week on our show we watch netflix because i have a netflix account so do i you know what we're watching we're watching romantic comedies yeah because i thought hey why not let's explore this genre that's so often pinned to you know women and the standards of women and how women only go see them yeah which is not the case. Because we haven't seen mostly any of these. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell us about all of the men that have seen the romantic comedies of the past with Sinatra and Carrie and Grant. And... <laughs> yeah, that just happened. <laughs> you know, it's fun. We're watching movies and we're really happy to have you along with us. Yeah, come take on this wild ride with us. What wild ride are we experiencing today, Ashley? I'm not 100% sure what this means, but we are watching 1957's Desk Set. Okay, a desk set is the stuff that you buy in a set that goes on top of the set. It's got, like, that cardboardy thing and then, like, all the crap on it, too. Okay, you know at, in, um, that movie, what's that movie? I can't read your mind. With Robin Williams. Okay, got, got lots of them dead poet society oh okay yeah, yeah. the gift the guy was got at the beginning the student yeah. was yeah. a desk set oh okay the crap you put on your desk got it i'm not 100 percent sure why a movie needs to be named about that or named after that but this is the last movie in the 50s Aww. on netflix Aww. this wasn't the last movie that the 50s <laughs> gave us but this is the last movie in the 50s from netflix in our romantic comedy genre list yes and it's subset genre ways anyway this um movie on netflix is an hour and 43 minutes um the description because netflix descriptions are wonderful here you go ready yes a crack reference librarian at a television network you can't laugh at crack every time (laughs) (laughs) but she's a crack reference Oh, mean girls, see what you've done. (laughs) This is all your fault. Damn it, Tina Fey. Start over, start over. A crack reference librarian Mm, at a television network resists the efforts of an efficiency expert when he tries to automate her research department. Doesn't this sound amazing? I feel like there's a lot of innuendos in there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to efficiency <laughs> i'm here to automate your Ooh. network but she's a reference librarian at a television network i don't understand she's the google <laughs> oh she's google okay that makes more sense um so yeah this stars spencer tracy katherine hepburn gig young and was directed by walter lang it's rating on netflix currently is 4.5 stars Mm-hmm. so this is pretty much one of the highest that we've had. Mm-hmm. This is up there with, uh, with uh, His Girl Friday mm-hmm. and On the Town mm-hmm. and on that, that, yeah. I love librarians. I want to be one. <laughs> well, one day you can. I mean, you could be one right now if you really wanted to. Well, it would take some money in grad school. <laughs> you have to go to grad school to be a librarian at a local library? There's a librarian school? How did I not know this? Where do you think all those librarians come from they're lovely little grandmothers who want to share the wealth of knowledge to their grandchildren go volunteer at a library the libraries take volunteers oh 
Okay, so all the librarians that I've probably dealt with in my life have been volunteers. Probably, maybe. But there is a library arts sciences. This is awesome. You know those, like, conventions that John Green goes to? Yes. Speaks to librarians? Yeah. They all have their librarian degrees. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. So I learned something today. Thank you, movies. Well, it's probably not the same here in 1957. Probably. Catherine Hepburn is our first one. Yep. Yep. Sadly. And our last. We don't get another one? I don't think... I think there's only two Catherine Hepburn movies on all of Netflix. That's depressing. Yeah. So, blame Netflix for that. Damn it, Netflix. Curse okay. you. Okay, I'm, re- I'm ready, ready. Ready, ready. Ready, ready. Ready, 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 That was the sniffing sound of my dog, Xander. Xander, you want to say something to the people? Xander. Xander doesn't even say things to us. He just sniffs. What do you want to say to the people? Nope. He's not a talker. He's just a very nice space heater. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. Are you ready, Xander? You ready, Xander? You want to talk about how horrible the movie was? <gasps> it was not horrible. It wasn't horrible. Xander watched the whole movie. Asleep, most of it. Well, yeah. He was burrowed under my butt. Did like, you like the movie, Xander? Did you? I think that's a yes. That's a yes. Yes. <laughs> A blink, <laughs> blink for one. <laughs> okay, so this was interesting. It was a four by three conversion of a Cinescope movie. Yeah, I saw a little in the IMDb forums of people. You know, they've seen this version round more than like a regular, or they've seen like a pan and scan. Like, yeah, people don't really generally see the full. The full Cinescope? Yeah, what it's supposed to be. So it may not be available. It may not exist. I don't know the details of it. It's just people on IMDb being like, we're pan and scan, which is the proper response to have when yeah. you see something pan and scan. Well, yeah, because it looks horrible most of the time. Did you have a burp? He had a hiccup. <gasps> hiccup. Hiccup. He's very into his Auntie Justine right now. Even though I was the one who gave him the treat. He knows what's up. <laughs> okay. So, this movie was very cool because it talks about computers. And how they're going to take over. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cool. I really liked it once it got into that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought, I thought it would have been a better movie had it been the entire time them trying to show up the computer Mm -hmm. and trying to like show why they deserve to be around and that kind of stuff to me i feel it only lagged at like christmas time there was there was some filler like i didn't think mike needed to be involved in any he didn't need to be there he was just kind of a dumb character that added no like tension or whatever that a love triangle is supposed to have yeah a little bit i mean yeah so, I really like how the began because the credits were typed up on an old I am I am a huge uh, IBM computer which is like the size of an upright piano. Yeah, it's huge. 
They took up, like, half the room. Yeah, and they're just typing up the opening credits. It was so cool, because it must have been like, oh, my God, because they were, like, in cahoots with the IBM. Yeah, there was an IBM sponsorship. Yeah, it was. So that was kind of cool, and they mentioned it a few times. It was very cool. There was lots of little, like, sci-fi noises and stuff. Yeah, it was very Doctor Who at the end. Yeah. I I just like how when the computer was angry, it just spit... It just spit out paper that, like, didn't have any relevance. Those were the inputs. Those were little input codes. Oh. I didn't realize that. I don't know. It just started spitting out paper that I didn't see it go. It was go. like, yeah. angry. I'm an angry computer. It's like, I'm going to throw up all of the paper. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so the movie takes place at 30 Rock. 30 Rockefeller Plaza. Yes. In a fictional, let's say it's NBC, but it's fictional. <laughs> yeah, it's the Federal Broadcasting Company. I thought it was the corporation. Corporation sounds better instead of just company. Mm-hmm. So, it's supposed to be the National Broadcasting. Yes. They, that, that, yeah. It's NBC, but it's not. It's but it's totally NBC. It's NBC. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally NBC. So, we start out... Um, meeting Mr. Sumner. Mr. Sumner. Who's Spencer Tracy. He's an efficiency expert who didn't want to be called an efficiency expert. Yeah. He, like, shows up and he's, like, a day early for his meeting, who apparently he's, like, uber efficiency expert because he's a day early for things. Yeah. To see Mr. Azay, who's, like, the president of this... Of NBC. Of NBC. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna go for it. It's NBC. Right, um, yeah, so Mr. Zay isn't there yet, so he goes to the reference department, which is where he... It's supposed to be, like, advising and stalking. Uh, their efficiency. Yes. Yes. So he goes there and he starts taking measurements. Now, there are three women working there in the main room, and I like these gals. I liked them, too. I wanted them, I wanted more of their, like, goofy dynamic. I think if we had, like, if we were able to just, like, cut Mike out all completely, we didn't have to focus on him at all, we could have more girl stuff. Mm -hmm. And, again, like, seeing them interact with one another and seeing them, um, the dog is in my face, um, seeing them, um, just have, like, their little happy fun time together, I think that would have been... Yeah, and a lot how better. smart they were. I love that all the women The are witty like, banter yeah. was great. You know, parent, it's written by the Efrons, who together produced the spawn of Nora Efron. <laughs> she just came out with the writing chops yeah. out of the womb. It is romantic comedy legacy right here. Is yes. It did kind of have that same feel of... Um, like, Sleepless in the Seattle a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And I could see where where she, like, got her her zen from. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, these smart, witty, working gals. I like it. Um, but they're all really confused because this guy shows up and just starts measuring the place. Yeah, just randomly, like, ask them to hold a measuring tape. Mm-hmm. Randomly there. He, they're getting phone calls because of the whole grapevine. Yeah, it's super gossipy office. It kind of reminded me of my day job. I think that's, like, a big thing, especially in film. Everybody knows everybody, and everybody talks. Mm-hmm. Because you're a big family. 
Well, yeah, and you want to protect your friends, and you want to, like, have a good time with those around you. So, Ms. Watson, Catherine Hepburn, who's the head of the department, comes back from shopping. Yeah, um, she's been shopping all morning. Yeah. Well, she said she was working there till 10.30 last night. So yeah, so... she had a meeting, went to go see the IBM computers, name drop, and then went to go shopping before she popped back in. Product placement, before they even knew what product placement was. No, they did. They were hawking cigarettes all the live long day. That's true. Yeah, but, like, IBM and personal computers were how many years away? Like, personal that computers wasn't until the 80s. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's like 30 years, or 20 years from now. This is office computers. Okay. But even then, like, office, like, how, how popular were office computers in the 60s? Probably only used in, like, NASA. Yeah. And then in, like, the 70s, you started seeing more. So, yeah, that's, that's my question, is why were they hawking crap in a movie when these things weren't even, like, around yet? Well, IBM obviously was around. Well, no, I mean, like, personal use, like, consumer-driven things. I mean, the like, 50s when I... was, like, always looking towards the future, you know? Yeah. The, Walt Disney Land of Tomorrow, like, that sort of idea. Okay. Because I'm, I'm thinking, like, as product placement, product placement is all about selling stuff to consumers. Mm-hmm. Whereas this didn't come off as trying to sell things to people. Not You're right yet. about that, because they had this huge Hawken imag- imaginary computer. Yeah. Instead of the ones you see at the very beginning, which yeah. could have been real computers. No, they were real. I mean, they were just for typing things up. They yeah. They were for major, They were major. word processors. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. So, uh, Watson and Sumner have a meeting in her office, and the girls are all gossiping and wondering what the heck he does. But he doesn't drop too much knowledge, because immediately he has to go back upstairs to have his meeting with Azay. So he's meeting with the Zay, and he's like, oh, I want to hang out with these gals for a month. Would that be okay? Just to see how everything goes. And they're like, yeah, sure. But just keep it secret what you're doing. Keep everything secret. Yes, because that is going to be possible when you have creepy stalker man just chilling out in your office space for a month. Right. So Mike Cutler comes to see Bunny Watson and... Mike is, like, Bunny's official, beau. unofficial beau. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say boyfriend, but I'd totally say beau. Yeah, I was gonna say beau. Yeah, he's a beau. And not the evil, ridiculous Stephanie Meyer beau, because that bullshit is dumb. Okay? Have you re- have you read any of it? The new Twilight book? No. Okay, so she wrote <laughs> this... Ha- the listeners need to know. Okay, so she wrote a Twilight, a new Twilight book for the 10th anniversary of Twilight. It's a gender-bent Twilight where she named Bella Beaufont, Beau for short, because he's a dude now, and <laughs> Edward is Edith, spelled E-D-Y-T-H. How is Beaufont a name that exists? <laughs> it's in the South, but... Yeah, totally. Why would you name... Okay, so her her parents are still the same, and they and her mom still lives in 
Arizona. Who in Arizona names their child Bofont? No, I've never heard. She just wanted to say Bo. Just name the kid Bo. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a thing. I read the first ten pages of it. She basically in the foreword says that only 5% of the book is different. And I'm like, okay, so you're writing fan fiction about your own book to try and prove that it's not sexist. And in turn, you just make it worse. (laughs) Because it makes it more sexist toward the guys. Because apparently guys and boys, young teenage boys, cannot appreciate beauty and or flowers. Oh, that's sad. I know. Okay, so Sorry for the Twilight rant. The bow. Mike. He comes down and, well, first of all, what's her face? Peg. Peg is uh, Bunny's Bunny's best best friend in the office. Peg is like, ooh, are you and Mike going to that dance? And she's like, I don't know, you didn't ask me. And she's like, ooh, you gotta play hard to get, girl. Ooh. Don't keep waiting around. Yeah. She's always like, get it, get it. Yeah. She was dancing, too. It wasn't even like that she stood still. It was always she was moving and grooving to the beat of her own drum, and I really liked her. Yeah. Um, so Mike comes down, and he says, hey, can you look at these financial papers? Because I want your approval on the math, because girl can do math Better than boys. Yeah. She can just, like, add things up. She can say how many letters are in words just in an instant, and she's numbers out her head. I wish I was like her, because math made me cry. She is a human computer. Human computer. So, she does get him. He does ask her to go to the dance. The country club dance. Yeah, it's like in celebration, or in, it's like a... But it's a whole weekend thing they want to do. He wants to snuggle in front of the fireplace. Yes, which is the equivalent of Netflix and chill. Yes. Which I think the fireplace is quite better. Mm-hmm. So the ladies all go for their coffee break and the office empties out. And then Sumner comes back and he's like a little confused because nobody's here. So he starts answering the phones. Yeah, randomly and giving wrong answers to certain things. Yeah, so he asks... So Watson comes up and he asks her if she wants to go on a lunch date. Which she's like, oh, yeah, sure. Um, when that happens, he shows up late and then takes her up to the roof in November. A <laughs> cold. It's like a 30-story 30, 30, uh, building in the middle of December, or in the middle of November in New York. Mm-hmm. It's cold. Yeah. So then he ends up giving her, like, a Turing test. <laughs> yeah, which didn't, like, why? To see how smart she was. So he gives her a test for all these, like, the train's traveling from here to here and makes this many stops and this many people get off, you know, where, da-da-da-da. The crazy math questions that used to make me cry. Yeah, and and repeating telephone numbers back to him, like, all this sorts of memory and cognitive tests. And she's just acing them because she's super evil genius smart. Yeah. Like, creepy, evil genius smart. Yeah, she's my role model. She is a very good role model to have. But she says she's also done research on him, but in only in half an hour, and gives him, like, his whole backstory. Yeah, his whole, like, backstory. His entire, like, bibliography of himself mm-hmm. in the last five years. 
So this man has made the patent on the electronic brain. A.K.A. the computer. Computer that he calls Emirac. Was it Amarac or was it Emirac? Because they kept calling it Emmy. Emirac. Okay. So yeah, they have the frozen lunch. That's it. So she goes down and then Peg is worried. This is what starts like the whole like... The love triangle? No, 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 the paranoid. Oh, the paranoid, delusional, like, we're going to all get fired thing? Yeah, Peg is worried that they're all going to be replaced by machines. Which we all are, eventually. Yeah. This is very, this is an existential question. I mean, essentially, they are all replaced by machines because of Google, but you still need people. There are still research departments in every film thing that we do. Yeah, because you still need the people who are going to go out and find it. The computer can't do Right, but now they're all interns. Yeah, exactly. They're interns who just look stuff up on Google. Um, we need more librarians. This is what we are. We this movie has taught us. We need more librarians. Yeah, everybody go to library school. Go do it now. So Mike visits Bunny again, and he's brought some I'm sorry flowers. Yeah, this is like when he tells her that he ha- now has to go to Chicago. Yep. So, their weekend plans have been canceled because he had to go to Chicago on business. Damn it, Chicago. Aw. We love Chicago. We, we deeply love Chicago. Just, yeah. You gotta steal all the men's. I mean, it's what happens. Okay, so Watson goes to lock up for the night, and she accidentally locks Sumner in for a bit because she didn't realize he was still in the back stacks reading. Can I just say, I love the art direction on this set. Oh, it was really cool. I love this set. This was a really cool library. This is a library that I want to have. Mm-hmm. Like, nice, nice, neat, organized stacks with a giant, like, dome area to work in. And some nice circle steps for the crazy old lady to walk up. Yes! Who was my favorite character of this entire movie. She <laughs> never said a word. And she was the best. Yeah. There was this, this old lady who came in and visit and borrow books on occasion. And would throw things at Sumner's face. Oh. Would throw pieces of paper. Not things. Okay. So. So they're, they're um, going to the elevator. And across the, the department across the hall is a legal department. Somebody else is getting off from there. So they ride in the elevator down. And the guy's like, hey. You guys don't have to get a cab because my wife is coming in a car to pick us up. And you know it's New York. And it's pouring down rain. Yes. So the wife shows up. The car is full of kids and, and a dog. And grandmother and a dog. <laughs> yeah. So they all pile in with all the, I'm sorry, flowers and baggage and stuff. Yeah, because she has to take all of her baggage that she was planning for her weekend trip home. Yep. Which sucked in the middle of a downpour in the middle of New York. Yeah. So... They drop off Watson and Sumner gets out with them because he's like, I cannot stand being in that car anymore. It's like you, if you were traveling with five children and an old grandmother. I was. When not did that five happen? Children, two children. Oh, this and week? grandma. <laughs> did you have fun? Yes. That's good. So... He's like, yeah, I, well, I live right up there, but I'll catch a cab, you know. And she's like, no, 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 it's pouring rain. Come inside, we'll eat dinner. Yeah. She was very nice. 
Yeah, Very totally. insistent and very, like, hospitable. Yeah. So, his clothes are... I didn't think his clothes were soaked enough for him to get undressed, in my opinion. I didn't under... Like, he was only, like, in the rain an approximate, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Between Rockefeller Center and here. Yeah. So, yeah, he also put his shoes in the oven. Yeah. Which, if he was only in the rain for 30 seconds why would his shoes have been flooded with water and require maybe he drying? stepped in a puddle but i don't know but like yeah like she gives him mike's robe which she was gonna give mike as a christmas, christmas present, present which is creepy yeah it's just like here take off all your clothes we'll let them dry here's a robe and i'll go get changed and then we'll have dinner dun, dun, dun. and fried chicken which sumner showed her how to make so then Mike shows up. Awkward. All the flights have been delayed. Because it's snowing in Chicago like it always is. It's always snowing. Does it snow in November? I don't remember. I thought Not it didn't really. happen until December. So this movie was a farce. It really doesn't start heavily snowing until February. Yeah. So planes would not have been delayed in November. He's a liar. Although, um, this past... Two weekends ago, they had their first snow, but I don't think it was enough to delay planes. Right. But but this is this is 1957. Mm-hmm. This is before global warming was like a huge thing. Yeah. So we had consistent weather conditions. Yes. Hey, Chicago, it perpetually snows. <laughs> it's like in a snow globe. Yeah. Chicago is a snow globe. So Mike comes over and he's just like, "What's the deal with this? Why is this guy naked here?" <laughs> He wasn't naked, though. Like, did he, He's like... wearing a robe and not much else. <laughs> I don't think he was naked underneath the No, robe. he had his underclothes. Well, that's good. Because there's no way his underclothes had gotten wet. Right. No way. But Mike was like, I just assumed you'd be alone. And she's just always... To this point now, she's just like, why are you always gonna assume that I don't have guys who want me other than you? Yeah. She, like, laid down the law with her pudding. Yeah. With her pudding? She was eating her pudding as she uh, was laying down the law. She was just like... I thought you were, like, double entendre or something. I don't know how that one would work. <laughs> Nobody touches my pudding. <laughs> Three snaps in a circle, as my Uncle Scott says. Because <laughs> he doesn't understand the Z formation. And then Peg shows up, too. Like, hey! Well, I think Peg is her roommate. No. Peg's not a roommate. Peg just, like, showed up. Like, Mike later on alludes to Peg can find somebody to take the apartment. I could see what you're saying. And women in the 50s were not allowed to live alone yet. Not till the 60s. I could see what you're saying. I didn't quite get that, but I could definitely see it. I don't know. It was just, like, something that was, like, a throwaway comment, so... I don't know. Well, I didn't know if she's like, well, your friend can sell it for you. I don't know. She's your best friend. She can do all the legwork. Bunny gets hella, hella mad that he assumed that she'd be alone. And then he apologizes. Mike apologizes, as he should. Because he showed up all, like, being a jerk. Yeah. Because he was rude. Yeah, and he should have called. He also was rude by, like, up and canceling their weekend. Yeah, and he was rude to Sumner because he's like... Like, why are you here, bro? Yeah. Like, you're encroaching on my territory. Yeah. So he's, like, a straight-up rude guy. He's just a dick. Yeah. Then it's 
Christmas time. And this is the point where I was like, what is happening? Well, I don't understand. Like, all of a sudden it was Christmas. Like, all all of a sudden there was just a Christmas tree outside of Rockefeller Center, Rockefeller Center and everybody's like, it's Christmas, it's a Christmas party, blah, we've been... It must have passed Thanksgiving. Yeah. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess he was supposed to pick her up on December 12th for their little trip. So yeah, they totally skipped Thanksgiving to go to her little trip. Their weekend getaway. Mm-hmm. And then the weekend getaway to Christmas. So it, it kind of makes sense. It just doesn't. But you know what Christmas means? Office Shopping. drunkenness. Sure. I don't know. I get two weeks off for Christmas, so. Well, I'm working the day before Christmas Eve, so I'm going to find out for real. <laughs> <laughs> so, case study. I will. Notes. Yep. Pictures. Yep. Possible video. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Find a GoPro. Yeah. Attach it to your head. And be the drunken GoPro Christmas lady. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Make us all sick, Justine. <laughs> She's bobbing her head as if she were like a tiny little girl jumping rope. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> yep. Okay. That was doing my Christmas dance. It's Christmas. All right, so the office parties, no no work is getting done, because it's just like, here's some champagne. What? Who in their right mind would, like, allow yourself to, like, work on Christmas Eve? I don't know. You're working the day before. Mm-hmm. I have two weeks off, because yay. <laughs> yeah. I'm only working because the editor's going home for Christmas. Well, he should. And... You know, it's a daily TV show. People have to watch their People Hallmark. have to watch Hallmark. What are people going to do if they can't watch their Hallmark? I don't know. Watch the Christmas story. That's true. Oh, they can watch the Hallmark Christmas movies. Well, yeah, that too. But then where would, they be able to, them. where would they be <laughs> able to buy them? There's 30 of them on the Hallmark channel. They can get their Hallmark ornaments. There's 30 of them, too. Actually, there's, like, 500 ornaments. <laughs> Hallmark has infiltrated your brain. Okay, we really need to get through this movie. El Nino. Okay, Summer, Sumner, Sumner shows up, because he's unaware that Christmas is a thing. <laughs> he's he like, seemed well, like it. Maybe he was Jewish. Why is there all this festivity? So the girls get drunk. Turned up for what? Um... Watson gives uh, him some champagne and a scarf that are his college colors. She's so nice and How thoughtful. did she know that it was his college colors? Because she knows what college he went to. Oh, that was okay. in her little, like, bio. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that part of the bio. And then Mike shows up. God, it's always Mike shows up to ruin the day. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Sam's know. father's name is Mike. <laughs> popular name sam's brother's name is mike well they just were lazy (laughs) do they have different signs yeah they have the same name yeah they have different signs it's a name sign yeah i know so then mike shows up dun 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 to exchange christmas presents (laughs) and he gives her earrings dun dun and she gives him bongos. 
sound like <laughs> like uh like ricky and lucy yeah no 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 i just i'm not i'm not doing the <laughs> sound effect <laughs> then the party from legal shows up and they have a wild party they they've st- stolen a piano from one of the set or from one of the uh Studios. stages yeah it said, do not remove from Studio J, and they clearly removed it from <laughs> Studio J. It's on wheels. <laughs> Everybody's dancing and having fun and wanting more champagne. Yep. And Mike has brought more champagne mm-hmm. in a bunny. In a bunny. For bunny. For bunny. In a bunny for bunny. Mike leaves because Azai is looking for him. That's the boss upstairs. And then Sumner... And Bunny have a little get-to-know-each-other heart-to-heart moment. Yeah, in the stacks. Yeah, real get-to-know-each-other. They were all cozy. They were pretending to be, like, on a cruise ship or something, like, in the Mediterranean. Yeah, and then Mike comes back because he's become vice president of West Coast Operations. And he's like, yeah, baby, let's ship off Tuesday and get married on the beach. And she's just like, what? <laughs> She's been waiting for this for seven years. Yep. God. He's been on again, off again for seven years. Mm-hmm. And now he wants her to quit her job and take care of him. Yeah. yeah. What did Catherine Hepburn have to say about that? She said, fuck you. It's <laughs> <laughs> what she would have said. <laughs> Yeah, it literally, she would have, like, held her hand up and said, back off, bro. <laughs> I don't need no man. Mm-hmm. And she would have snapped and done the head sassy She's thing. like, see this brain? <laughs> I'm a computer. <laughs> <laughs> and she would have done the, the, what was the, what's the Drake dance? With, like, the phone, like, his modern dance with his cell phone thing. <laughs> I'm a computer. Yeah, she would have done that. (laughs) (laughs) The music video is like a classic representation of really screwed up modern dance. So yeah, he... So they break up! Basically. (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) Don't call her on her cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Or her IBM. (laughs) Okay. Now back to our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> well, basically... Oh, 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 okay, here. Here's your... Okay, so there's been all this party and frivolity, and it's been super noisy, but then, like, they're like, yeah, let's go to this other thing for drinks, and la, party, party, party. Party. So the party moves party. out, and, like, the last three girls are, are, are well, four girls are, are pe- people who work in the office. They're just about to leave, and then this woman, Miss Warner, comes in. She's just like, oh, great, we'll move everything here, here, and here. And then it becomes all silent <laughs> and sad. <laughs> and the girls have just found out that the company has approved to have Emirac take over. I feel like, okay... We're in, like, Ready Player One because the the uh, dude's avatar in Ready Player One's name is Anorak. 
Oh. Well, this is a playoff of what it was called, actually, in the government. Oh, okay. And it was something similar to that. But Anorak? it's because it's something like this. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, the computer is going to replace the girls. Everyone cries. So then, after the holidays, the computer gets installed, and then there's all these new rules, like, don't leave the doors open, and no smoking, and don't touch these buttons. That montage was like, the Nazis are coming through the (laughs) office, and was like, this sign here, this sign here, aggressive movement here, and it looked like, like, crazy soldier people were coming to do it. It was very mm-hmm. aggressive and very upsetting. Yeah, and because there's new rules in the ladies. They do not like it. Yeah. No smoking, no nothing. No. No. No fun. None for you. So, Azura... <laughs> Azura? Azura. Azura comes down to give a demonstration to the other bigwigs about... Emirac. So they do a demonstration and they show off how fast it is. Because the computer actually finds information that it took the ladies three months. Three weeks. Three weeks to find. And it took um, two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. So, and they also have another one down in payroll that's another machine doing yes, payroll. That has been taking care of payroll for for about a couple months. Yeah. Speaking of payroll, the the kid who brings their checks every week shows up, and in their checks are pink slips. They are done. They're, the ladies of the office are fired. Da-da-da! So they go, and they start to pack up Bunny's office. Bunny's great office. With her Bunny's, huge plant. Yeah, her plant was awesome. It had grown, it had been there for seven years that it had grown almost back to the door. Mm-hmm. So, um, people are still calling, because that's what they do to get information from the research department. They call, and the girls answer. Yes. But, um, the girls are like, huh, well, we're fired, so Miss Warner, you answer the phones. Yeah, we ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Warner is like, uh, okay, but she's not trained in it. She's trained in... Emmerich. Yeah. Which she really doesn't quite understand that either. Yeah. I mean, she didn't build it like Sumner did. She just kind of knows it. how to operate it. Yeah. So they leave Miss Warner to do all the work, and she is flubbing up big time. And she's just giving the computer all incorrect information because the computer has errors when there's human error. Yes. Yeah, so the computer doesn't input anything, everything correctly, it would, um... Give out wrong information? Give out incorrect information. Mm-hmm. So then, Emmerich is, like, freaking out. And Sumner shows up, and, you know, he's trying to fix it. But then he gets a paycheck, too. Well, he just gets a pink slip, so that he's been fired. And the, the guy giving the slips is fired. Everyone's fired. Everyone's fired! They find out that there's this big merger going on that the girls aren't supposed to know about, but the, the the kid delivering the payroll, he knows about. He's like, oh, it's this whole merger thing. We've all lost our jobs. So they're like, oh, no. Sad panda. But um, then Azura calls down, and he's like, no, even I got a pink slip. Everybody got pink slips. The 
the your machine ma- fucked up. Yes, yeah, Sumner, your machine and payroll is giving everybody pink slips. Just fired the whole building, and they're like, no. And and Sumner's like, no, ladies, you gotta listen. You're not fired. This is supposed to bring more work, more work than ever before for you guys. It's supposed to help you. The computer is good. <laughs> And they're like, all right, we'll give it a chance. So they, you know, find a use for it because um, someone calls up with a question about what is the total weight of the Earth. And to them at this point, they're like, well, that's only a guess. Yes. (laughs) Um, So they ask the computer. And um, Bunny is now satisfied with the computer because that is a question that would have taken them months and months and months of research. Yes. And... And she's happy that it had asked a question. Mm-hmm. Which, I would really like a computer to ask me a question that isn't mean. Would you like to play a game? Not that question, that's mm. scary. I mean, like, I would like Avid to, like, give me some really nice encouragement sometimes. Like, say, Except hey. for, like, death notices. Yes. <laughs> I really don't need an exception <laughs> zero zero or segmentation What's fault. What's the, um, fire... Um, the biggest one is segmentation fault zero times zero, which just basically uh, means that it doesn't know what's going on. So it just crashes. Oh, poor Abbott. I thought that, oh, flamethrower? I haven't seen the flamethrower one. My favorite one is, um, exception 2077 bad magic. Oh! <laughs> I love you, Abbott, with your bad magic. <laughs> like, the computer is infected with bad magic! How do I stop it? We think it was actually, like, a, uh, something that was wrong with, um, the black magic card. Oh. Which makes it even funnier. <laughs> I guess. Black magic? Yeah. Bad magic. It's got bad black magic. Come on. Laugh. It's funny. I think it's funny. No, you don't. <laughs> Okay, so then Mike shows up. Mike. Mike. Isn't he supposed to be in California by now or something? Yeah, pretty much. Well, he's trying to win her back. He brought all these roses, but actually, like, they're not even paying attention to him because they're all too... Smoochy. Happy with the computer. And giving themselves goo-goo eyes. Yeah, and so, like, Sumner sees Mike... And he's like, listen, I asked the computer if you should marry Mike and something. She's like, it only gives you information that you give it. And he's like, yeah, I know. So I asked it if you should marry me. And she reads the printout and it still says no. <laughs> Which is funny knowing the context of the two actors. Yeah, that they had their affair. For 26 years. Who needs marriage? Just just kiss. <laughs> <laughs> So, that's what they did. They they smooched with the computer. Yep. And he gives her the roses that Mike left behind. Because Mike just evaporated. Goodbye, Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's yeah. the whole movie. It's really simple. It could have been shorter. Because, pretty much, it was like, oh, no, we're going to be replaced by these computers. And then, like, oh, no, not really. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My bad. Yeah. We didn't want you to know. The ladies were way better at the research than the computer. Yeah. I love the part where they started, like, showing the computer up. Mm-hmm. Where they're, like, pulling books. They know exactly where everything is and all the information. And it's like, yeah, a good computer does help. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't... It can't replace yet. 
quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, that's right. When you go to a library, you go to the librarian. Yeah. And you say, I need to know this information. And then they, they do that with their brains. They say, look at this and this and this and this is what you need to know. Yeah. I agree. A computer will give you, like, all this information. Yeah, they give you bounds of and tens of thousands of pages of information. And when it's you not n- always relevant to the exact thing that you want yeah. to research. Yeah, avid forums. Whoa! Shots fired! Pew, pew! <laughs> we talk a lot about avid on this podcast. Well, it's our favorite. Yeah, it is pretty and purple. Oh. It's purple. It's more purpley than any other. Than Premiere, because Premiere is purple, too. Yeah, but Avid Purple is, like, Avid Purple. Avid Purple is the best. Yeah. We really it is a did. short movie. It was short in, like, that whole middle section, nothing really happened, except they kept on freaking out about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It was just, like, let's not progress the story for five minutes. Okay! Drunken party! <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> the lights come down. Glow sticks. Did you think in the beginning that this was, like, a romantic comedy? Because I didn't. I, yeah, because it had, like, the guy, it had Mike, and then, I mean, I don't know, I feel like knowing their backstory more than, yes. Yes, now, now I think if, had I had known that they had been having an affair for 26 years, mm-hmm. well, like, 16 years at this point, mm-hmm. I don't think I would, uh, I think I would have felt a little differently. I it didn't need the romantic aspect. No. No. Yeah. Although, I like the one with Mike. I don't think it needed the romantic aspect with Sumner. No. But I liked how she told Mike to get lost. Yes. And because could... he wasn't treating her very nice. No, he wasn't. He, he was just a jerk. Yeah. I just didn't, I didn't want him in the movie at all. I just wanted him gone. Well, I just like that she's a smart lady standing up for herself. She is a strong, independent, not black woman who can be with no man. And she's an older lady. Yeah, she was. She was in her 40s mm-hmm. in this one. So, that's new for mm-hmm. this genre. I mean, I didn't... With how... Like, there's stock types for each character, and I think it was, like, subconsciously there. I was just like, this isn't a romantic... Like, it's a romantic... This would be, like, a romantic comedy between Robert De Niro and Diane Keaton at this point yes in this era yes and nobody would see it (laughs) no it's happened oh and people have seen it what is it the big wedding never heard of it it's where diane keaton and robert de niro are parents of these children so they fake they haven't told their kids that they've been divorced oh so they fake being married still okay it actually got decent ratings oh yeah, it's got Katherine Heigl, Diane Keaton, Amanda Seyfield, Topher Grace, Susan Sarandon, and Robert mm. Williams. I'd watch that. I'd watch it, too. I've been wanting to. I was hoping that it would go on Netflix. Okay. Do you have any other facts about Desk Set? The um, United Kingdom name is actually better than this this name, um, than the American version. It was the um, His Other Woman. It was called, it was titled His Other Woman, which I think is a much better name. It leads to the computer, right? Yes. 
So, had they cut Mike out completely, it would have been a perfect title. Mm. Because it would have been them falling in love, but him having this affection for that computer still. And a desire to be with his, his machine. Okay, you ready to rate it? Yeah, you go first. I'm going to give it three hairpins. Since hairpins are what saved the day. You're right. Because if we didn't mention it before, he fixes the computer after it freaks the fuck out with one of her hairpins. Yeah. It was cute. I want to give this movie three and a half. I really want to give it four, but I'm like, uh. It's in the middle. Yeah. But I, I did really like it. I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. There were moments where I was just, I didn't like it, but. It I was liked it Mike. consistently, but it it's too short of a story for a feature-length film. Yes. It if didn't they have added as much more, substance. like, plot points or something, then I'd really go for it. So I want to give it three and a half. Shoes on fire. Ooh, I like it. Nice. You can listen to us next week. We'll be watching 1961's Breakfast at Tiffany's. <gasps> I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite movies. You've seen it? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Multiple it. Multiple times. It's slightly racist, but it is absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Ah! <laughs> I own this movie. I My grandmother, I have a, an Audrey Hepburn shirt, mm-hmm. t-shirt, from the, in her black dress from this movie, I have a hat that I bought yeah. specifically because it is like her hat in the movie. Mm-hmm. I have this movie on DVD and VHS. Oh, wow. So are you going <laughs> to cosplay? I think so. I nice. might. Cool. Well, I can't wait to watch it and be rocked into the 60s. I think we only have like four movies. They took so many off from the yeah. 60s. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're sorry, people of the 60s. Hey, but that's, you know, things changed a lot, especially for the way movies were made and what they were made about at mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. Like, things got real. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and comedy got better and, mm-hmm. and acting. I, there was a huge acting boom Yeah. for so, this, so I'm very excited. Very excited for the 60s, kicking it off with a, a great movie. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, so uh, you can listen and download our episodes at thecutaways.com and leave us some comments and rate us and subscribe to us on iTunes and catch us on Facebook and Twitter at Cutaways Podcast. Okay, so yeah, this is the week where everything should start switching over to SoundCloud. So we will have Android support. I know the people who are on Android can't hear this right now, but it has been a very long and arduous process of getting this all together. Fingers crossed. (laughs) I've got two weeks. Two full weeks of being dark, so I'll be able to actually troubleshoot and get this together. It's gonna happen. Yeah, we'll see you next week for Christmas. Yay, Christmas! It's okay to like that now because it's after Thanksgiving. Yay! (laughs) Frickin' white Christmas. (laughs) 